Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 91 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, now, this podcast is for anyone, whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam, or if you're thinking about becoming a Muslim, or if you just became a Muslim, or if you've been a Muslim and wants to learn more about Islam, this podcast is for you, inshallah. Uh, now, with that being said, let's get right into uh, today's topic. And today's topic, we will continue you know, uh, from where we left off uh, last episode, uh, talking about destiny, and uh, we will get deeper into now the stages of destiny. You know, how does it work? The process of destiny and and the, the different layers of destiny, right? And uh, but to just recap again, um, we mentioned last time that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does not force us to do uh, to to choose. Right, uh, because we have the two extremes. The one extreme that says everything is is destined. We have no choice. Nope. Allah knows. We we, we and we talked about this. Allah knows our uh, the future. And Allah knows our choices. But we are the ones who make those choices. It's just Allah writes it down based on our you know choices in advance. Allah sees the future. He writes it down, and we fulfill our destiny. That doesn't mean that Allah is the one choosing for us. We are the ones choosing. But now there's another aspect of destiny, or if you want to call it predestination, which is what things that happen to us, things that we cannot control, things that we do not control. Which is, for example, you choose to uh, apply for a job, you uh, choose to you know uh, study for the interview and and prepare yourself for the interview. But getting accepted or not, this is something that happens to you. You have no control over if they like you, if they think you're the one or not. This comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are things that you know happen to you. You have no control of. So again, destiny is a combination of two things. Our actions, our choices, things we can, we can control. Uh, and uh, things that happen to us. Things that Allah wrote upon us or for us to happen to us. And basically things that we cannot control. You know, uh, and that's basically what destiny is. It's in the middle between the two extremes. Uh, and, and we talked about a lot about, you know, that. So n- now we will get into the main, uh, you know, the first uh, stage of destiny and, and how it works, which is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah knows everything. Knowledge is very important to us, by the way, as human beings. But Allah, the source of knowledge is Allah. By the way, anything you know in this life comes from Allah. Anything, whether it's religious related or not, if it's medicine, if it's medical, or, or I mean, if it's, it's if it's physical, uh, if if it's technology, anything that you know comes from Allah. Of course, we're talking about beneficial knowledge. Of course, sometimes we make up some harmful knowledge, and and that does not you you don't attribute this to Allah. The ability to gain knowledge comes from Allah. So Allah is the source of all knowledge. Like we said before, Allah knows the past, He knows the present, He knows the future about little every little thing. Like we said, like the you know if the tree, like you know the leaves falling off the tree, Allah knows how many leaves fell off. The, 
all the trees in this world. Which location? In every single location. You know? What the, the leaves look like and, and the weight. Allah knows everything about everything. You can't even imagine. SubhanAllah, Allah's knowledge is infinite about the tiniest detail, things we don't even know about. Things we can't even comprehend. The drops of water that, you know, falls off, like, you know, again, a tree or, or, or anything like the dew or, you know, the morning dew, whatever. Allah knows all this. The amount of, you know, the weight of the water and, and the current and the, the wind speed and all these things that we think, oh, this is cool. To, Allah knows this and it's it's in Allah's nature. Allah knows everything. Allah has infinite abilities, just to let you know. So again, like we said, Allah is the source of knowledge. Now, another thing, uh, and we mentioned this in the, in, in the previous uh, season, when we said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and the Prophet made a, a deal. So Allah offered the Prophet something and the Prophet accepted it or he chose which was for him to be poor until the day he dies. And that's exactly what happened. Remember when, when the angel came down and he said, you want to be uh, Abdun, uh, uh, Abdun Rasul or uh, Nabiyun Malik, which basically the choice was, do you want to be a king and a prophet or you want to be a slave and a messenger? And we know that a messenger is a higher rank than a prophet. We talked about this before. And the Prophet literally chose to be uh, a slave, a servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not a king, not someone who owns things, and a messenger. He wanted the high rank because the messenger is treated differently in the hereafter as well. You know, they have higher ranks. So since that day, the Prophet was always poor. But there's one thing, and he was not allowed to ask Allah for money or anything because the deal was made. That's it. Now, the one thing that he was allowed to make was the increase of knowledge, not money. Not wealth, not anything, you know, not uh, 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 sheeps and, 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 and stuff like that or clothes. No, it was all, only knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَقُلْ رَبِّي زِدْنِي عِلْمًا Allah is telling us and telling the Prophet of course, mainly, ask Allah for more knowledge. And us, we're supposed to ask Allah for more beneficial knowledge. As human beings, as Muslims, as believers, we need to ask, keep asking Allah, Oh Allah, make us gain more knowledge, more beneficial knowledge, right? Now, there, there, there is proof throughout, you know, uh, the, the stories in the Quran and the Hadith that proves that Allah has the ultimate knowledge. The, the only one, the only entity who has ultimate knowledge is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even angels don't have, like, knowledge compared to, you can't, you can't compare any creation, you know, of Allah to Allah's knowledge. It's just be, it will be a ridiculous comparison if you think about it. So angels, humans, and jinn are the three uh, intelligent species that Allah created that we know of, by the way. We know of. Because here's something else, and I know it's a little bit of a tangent away from our, our subject, but like, uh, we actually as Muslims, we do believe that there may be some alien uh, uh, creation out there that we don't know about. Now, when I say alien, I don't mean the aliens from Mars that you see on TV. I'm, I'm literally talking about other species that are intelligent, that are intelligent. Now, here's why we, we, we claim that. Because in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that I preferred you. He's talking to, to, to mankind, to, to the humans, over many of my creation. Now, some might say, well, maybe he meant... Because that means some of the creation are better than us. Some of the creation are better than us and Allah prefers them over humans. Okay then. Maybe they're angels. Maybe Allah's talking about angels. No, he's not. Because guess what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
prefers humans over angels. He made uh, angels prostrate to humans. Remember? When Adam was first created. He made angels prostrate to Adam. Out of respect, not out of worshipping, of course. We, we, we made that clear before. Okay, maybe jinn. Come on, jinn are mostly bad. They're 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 Satan. You know, they come from the you know progeny of Satan and, and the devil. And no, humans are more preferred than uh, than the jinn. So if humans are more preferred than the two intelligent species, angels, we have the proof, and jinn, we have the proof. Then who is Allah talking about when He says, "I preferred you over many of my creation." Some are more preferable than you. Now we don't know. And we actually don't need to know who who is that species or that like alien, whatever, you know, civilization. We don't know. And we don't care because it's not gonna be Allah everything Allah told us, by the way. Like, look, he dropped a hint here, but that's about it. Because we this is won't benefit us. Knowing about the angels, knowing about the jinn will benefit us. To get to paradise. Everything that Allah told us is beneficial to us. And it's a tool for us to use to get to the hereafter uh, safely to, you know, paradise. So knowing about the angels, we know about the angels. We know that they watch us. They write all the, our deeds. They do this. They protect us sometimes. The jinn, yeah, there are bad jinn. There are Muslim jinn. And we're going to talk about jinn, inshallah, in the jinn episode. But like, you know, there are Satan. There's, there's, and we have to be aware of that. It's beneficial. But knowing about another species or another alien race won't benefit us. Think about it. It's not going to benefit us. So when when you compare the three, now we got going back to our topic, which is, you know, destiny. When we talk about the three species, intelligent species that Allah told us about that we know about is the angels, humans, and jinn. They're all, there's proof that they're lacking knowledge compared to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there shouldn't be any question, but let's take some of the proof from the Quran. For the angels, the story of Adam's creation. They literally, when they said, uh, you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught the, 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 the wording and, and, and the naming things to Adam before the angels. Like he taught Adam that this is called a tree. Angels didn't know that this was called a tree. You know, taught Adam that this is called grass, fruit. Like the, the, the nature of stuff and, and the, the naming of things was taught to Adam before it was taught to the angels. And what did the angels respond? This is in the chapter of Baqarah, the chapter number two. Oh Allah, praise to you. We This is the angels now after they found out that they are liking, because they were you know against the idea of creating Adam, remember, in the first place. But when Allah taught Adam certain things that they were not aware of and they didn't know, so they realized what Allah means by there are there is a purpose and i can make a race better than you guys so because they could be more righteous of course so when when they saw adam knowing these names and they didn't they said subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana oh praise all oh praise to you we have no knowledge except for the knowledge you give us so they admitted that you know and uh, like another thing is is the angel who is carrying the, the the trumpet to blow in the trumpet to start the day of judgment. We know that there's an angel, literally uh, uh, standing or just waiting under the throne of Allah. Now he cannot see Allah. We said no angels, no one saw Allah. They can hear his voice, they can hear his commands, but nobody saw him. So they're under the throne of Allah, looking at the throne of Allah, waiting to hear Allah's command to blow in the trumpet. You know, to literally start the day of judgment. But even that angel doesn't know when. 
He's just waiting. Like they, the, like the Prophet and, and and again, the the majority of the scholars they call that angel Israfil. We talked about that, um, and and basically the angel Israfil, if if it is him, angel Israfil literally is looking at Allah, and the Prophet described his eyes as if they're like two wide big planets. They, he doesn't blink because he's afraid to blink and to miss Allah's command or order. I mean, he's gonna hear it anyway, but like it shows you the anticipation level. He's just waiting. Because he doesn't want to miss it, you know. That's his job. It, literally his job. His entire job. He was created, you know, for thousands of years to just do this job. It shows you that he does. Even that angel who's holding the trumpet to bring destruction and end to life as we know it. He doesn't know when. You know. The angel of death himself. The angel of death himself. When he comes to take someone's soul, he doesn't know it in advance. He only does it when Allah tells him, now, that person, so-and-so, and they know, you know, angels have abilities, so-and-so, take their soul now. So, just you have to understand that certain knowledge, only even the knowledge of death, to the angel of death, the one who's going to take your soul, is unknown. The timing of death is unknown. It's only known to them at the moment of your death. You're about to die. Allah says now to the angel of death. The day of judgment is about to happen. Allah says now, blowing the trumpet. And so forth. There's so many examples. So many examples that show that even angels can't, you can't, there are certain things that only Allah knows about. You know, we talked about the soul. No one knows about the soul. No one, not a single human being, not a single angel, nobody. And Allah said this in the Quran. The soul is one of Allah's secrets. No one will know about the soul. How does it operate until the day of judgment? Can you imagine? This is Allah's challenging us. I know I mentioned this before, but I'm going to repeat it again. Allah's challenging the human race. You think you know better? You don't believe in the Quran? Take that verse. No one will know the secret of the soul. What is it made of? How does it operate like in terms of physically? And no one will know that until the day of judgment. Guess what? Nobody actually does, even though a lot of people trying, they just can't comprehend it. We all know there's a soul. We all know. No one can deny that we're operating with souls. And once the soul leaves the body permanently, we're done. We're dead. But nobody, how, like nobody knows how does the soul operate and what is it made of and the components. And no one knows. And no one will ever know. Subhanallah. But anyway, so that shows Allah's ultimate knowledge. Let's go to the humans now. Actually, that doesn't need an explanation. <laughs> Our knowledge is really limited. You can't even, you know, like we have live examples every day that we're lacking knowledge. You know, as, as you and me, like for example, me telling you about this now. Me, you know, recording this podcast episode, I'm studying for it. Alhamdulillah, it was from previous knowledge, but I have to study and re, you know, refresh my 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 knowledge, and and maybe something will, you know, come up, and 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 I will add something to that or subtract something. So I I make sure that what I'm telling you is hundred percent verified and authentic. So this is me learning stuff for the first time. Even when I learned it in the first time, it was something new to me. And even when I'm, you know, reviewing it again. I found I find out you know more and new stuff to discover and to learn about. Same thing for you guys who didn't know about this topic. Now you're learning, you're gaining knowledge. This is something that many of you probably didn't hear of or didn't know about, or may, you know, and it's 
it's we have a live example. We learn about things as we go every single day about the religion, about technology, about come on, look at technology, how how we progressed. We you just can't like you can't even compare. We are lacking knowledge, and we will keep on lacking knowledge until the day of judgment. Uh, uh, the the jinn, same thing. The jinn, and here's a very interesting story about the jinn, and I wanted to leave that story till we get to the chapter or the, to the episode of the jinn, but like I'll just give it to you briefly. So the jinn, basically, one of the biggest proofs that they, two actually proofs that they're lacking knowledge. One was when they used to uh fly because the jinn can fly many of them can fly uh they fly to the first heaven we know that there are seven heavens seven layers of 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 skies or i'm not talking about heaven as paradise i I made that distinction before sometimes when you talk about heaven we we mean the sky seven skies you know the seventh sky the seventh heaven that's what i mean not paradise uh, so when they are by this first heaven, which is far away from here, thousands of years traveling from here, it's basically, uh, 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 you know, um, they were listening to the angels talking to each other about a specific command. So let's say, for example, Allah told the angels to do something on earth. So the command goes from the seventh heaven to the sixth to the fifth and so forth. And then when it gets to the first and there's a specific, you know, and, and Allah, like you said, Allah likes and loves the procedure to take place, the process to take place. Because Allah could, you know, just, you know, uh, uh, in, in one second, he could like snap his fingers and things will be done without even an angel's help. Allah doesn't need help, just to let you know. But Allah likes to this hierarchy of, of power, this hierarchy of a process of, of an action or of a destiny or something that's happening on earth. Remember we said when, when we mentioned the Prophet had to go through every single heaven to get to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the night of Isra and Ma'raj, right? That that was not, Allah could have literally snapped his finger and the Prophet would have been there. There's nothing impossible for Allah, but Allah likes the process. It's not chaos. It's not, again, even for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he follows his own procedure this is something that just in case of people will wonder why all this so again when allah used to give a command it used to go from the seventh heaven all the way down to the first and jinn used to be eavesdropping to hear about that command or who's going to die to for example Allah is giving a command to the angel of death to take someone's soul and they would go and this is when people would communicate with the jinn and this is all in the chapter of of the jinn in the Quran. Allah is actually describing the process, and they used to eavesdrop and know who's gonna die or who's gonna something is gonna happen, who's gonna get into an accident. And then when people communicate with the jinn, and there are ways to communicate with the jinn, of course, they used to serve them and go to them and tell them information that didn't happen yet. And those people who claim that they know the future, it's just only that they know the things a little bit before it happens, and then they. They eavesdrop, they hear what the angels are saying, they go down. And Allah allowed it, by the way, to test the humans. Allah allowed that to test the humans and the jinn, right? But then when the Prophet ﷺ became, and we mentioned this in that specific episode, when the Prophet ﷺ became a prophet, when his prophethood started, that stopped. Every jinn who would go to the first heaven and try to eavesdrop will be burned by a shooting star. This is mentioned in the Quran multiple times, you know? Like in the chapter of the jinn, uh, verse number nine, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually tells us that the jinn are now on, on, you know, like he's speaking on behalf of the jinn. They were saying, This is the jinn describing what's happening. They said, we used to go there in the first heaven and eavesdrop and what the angels are talking about and their conversations and what the commands that were given to them. And then we used to go and tell the humans. They're saying, whoever tries to eavesdrop now, meaning he finds a shooting star hitting them and burning them. They literally get burned because this has happened since the Prophet became a prophet. So Allah allowed it for a specific you know, time, for a certain amount of time. And then it was, you know... Uh, uh, it was prohibited and they get punished immediately. They get burned immediately if they try to do that again. So, again, that's one, one uh, something that shows that they needed to listen, to eavesdrop, to get more knowledge. It shows their lack of knowledge. Also, there's this incident with Prophet Sulaiman, peace be upon him, when he died. So before he died, he commanded the jinn to work on building something for him. And they took years. They were like, they used to build massive things for Prophet Sulaiman, peace be upon him. And he was sitting watching them and he was holding his staff and he literally died. He just put his head on the staff and they thought, okay, he's just tired or whatever. And he kept working, working for a very long time. And then as a mercy from Allah towards the jinn, Allah sent a little worm. And that worm started eating the staff eating part of the staff until the staff broke. And when it broke, Prophet Suleiman fell and they found out he was dead. So they stopped working. Imagine the story. This is a true story. Authentic story. How the Prophet Suleiman died. As a mercy, because they could have worked and worked forever. Not questioning. They couldn't, It's not like they're going to be like, hey, why are you, are you tired? Or you want to go to sleep? Or... They wouldn't question. He's sitting in front of him. He has his his eyes probably closed. He has his probably chin, you know, uh, 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 he put his chin on the staff and they think, okay, he's watching us from a distance. Probably they couldn't even see his eyes if they were closed or open. They just see him sitting on his throne, looking at them or, you know, facing them. And he's just, you know, leaning on his staff. So they thought, okay, he's alive. We're going to keep on working until we finish. And whatever they were working on, it was going to take a very long time. So as a mercy, Allah sent that little worm that ate the staff. It broke the staff and he fell and they ran to see what happened. And they found out he was dead. And that was a mercy from Allah towards the jinn. Otherwise, they could have worked for God knows how long, you know. So it shows that all, all these stories show the lack of of knowledge that we humans jinn and angels as creation have compared to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you can't compare your knowledge to Allah this is a no brainer right so Allah already knows like we said who is going to hellfire who is going to paradise Allah knows that but you don't you don't so what happens then well, you strive. We mentioned this last time. You strive, you do your best until you're able to get to paradise. Because you don't know your future. Allah does. You don't. Allah didn't reveal it to you and Allah will never reveal to you whether you're going to go. Allah didn't reveal it to the, the, to the prophets and messengers. He's not going to reveal it to you. So that's, you know, uh, 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 that's for knowledge. 
Now, like we said again, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his knowledge, you should trust Allah because, you know, he's Allah, he's God. But at the same time, you have to understand that Allah's knowledge is, is, is infinite. And that means when something happens to you in the future or, you know, in your destiny that you don't seem to like, but you couldn't control anyway, it was not up to your decision or whatever, just trust in Allah's knowledge. You know, some calamities might hit us. And we don't know the, the, the wisdom of it. We don't know. But Allah does. You know, Allah is saying in the Quran, don't hate something because it might be good for you. It might be really good for you. And you might love something so much, but it's evil for you. You know, you might want to be with someone. Or you might might want to get a job, or you might you know you might want to buy a specific house, or you do anything, you know, go on a trip, do something. You want it so much, but it's harmful to you. It's evil for you. And when it doesn't happen, you get so sad and upset, right? And then the opposite, you might hate something. I don't want to be with that person. I don't want to get that job. I hate that job. And then you eventually have no choice but to get that job. Right or you know you you don't want to do certain things, but then you end up doing it anyway, and then you hate it, and you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't. I just don't want. I don't feel good about it. So Allah to that is telling you, well, don't hate it. You might hate it, but it could be good for you. So just rest assured, make du'a and trust in Allah's knowledge and decision making, and vice versa. If you don't get something that you really wanted, same thing. Make du'a. And trust in Allah's wisdom. Now that won't be always the case. You might hate something and it becomes actually, yeah, bad for you. But we're talking about, that's why Allah is saying sometimes, sometimes, asa, asa means sometimes. Sometimes you're going to hate something and it's good for you. And sometimes you're going to love something and it's harmful and evil for you. And then Allah ends that verse with what? Wallahu ya'lam wa antum la ta'lamun. Allah knows what you do not know. Simple. You guys are lacking knowledge. Humans are lacking knowledge. I just gave you that example, right? We're lacking knowledge, especially when it comes to the destiny and the unseen and our future. We don't know any of it. Yeah, we can assume, we can calculate, we can you know speculate, we can, but we don't have the knowledge. It's all speculation about the future, right? It's all planning, strategizing. But you really don't know what's going to happen. You can't. You don't have that ability. Allah does. So when something that's out of control, just what I'm trying to tell you is, when something out of control happens to you, right? When something out of control happens to you, and you, there's no way to change it, and you don't like it, trust in Allah's uh, uh, knowledge. Trust in Allah's knowledge and you know deal with it properly just don't give up no deal with it properly however you see you know uh, you should deal with it but trust in Allah's knowledge same thing you know like i said in in when it comes to you know the opposite way so my point is that our destiny what happens to us our choices it's all coming from Allah's knowledge Allah knows about the things we're going to choose Allah knows about the things we don't choose. That's why we don't choose them. And let me tell you about the what if. I'm going to end this episode with the whole what if dilemma. When we regret something, whether something we got or something we didn't get, we always say what if. 
What if this happened? What if I was able to do this? What if I wasn't able to do this, right? We, we get into this like crazy. And by the way, like I said before, what if comes from shaitan? The devil is the one who keeps putting what if in your head. He keeps making you question yourself. What if this, your life would have been completely different? Guess who knows what if? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the one who knows what if, not you. Because Allah knows that scenario. He's seen it. Remember I said Allah knows what didn't happen and what happened and what wouldn't happen and what would happen, right? Allah knows all the roads taking and not taking. And what if and the roads not taken, of course, is the what if. When you say what if this happened, Allah knows what if. And that's why you don't have it in your life as a fact. It becomes a what if. So rest assured that Allah made the right choice for you. Or you made the right choice, or it was never meant to be. Let's say that you made the wrong choice, right? Let's say that you made you didn't ask Allah for guidance. You didn't ask Allah to you know to intervene or anything like that. So you eventually made the wrong choice. Even with making the wrong choice, you can't say what if. Even with making the wrong choice, because it already happened. You say Qadr Allah Mashafat. Allah willed for this to happen because anything, like we said, anything needs Allah's permission, right? So Allah willed for this to happen. Was it meant to be? But it happened. So that's the what if. Stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, stop uh, getting stuck with the what if dilemma because I know a lot of people do. A lot of people keep saying, what if I, I, I you know, I could have, my life could have been different. It was never going to be different because that was always go, going to be your destiny. What your current status right now is your destiny, your current state, your current whatever position, your current life was always meant to be, whether by your own choices or the stuff that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, made happen uh, to you. So stop saying this whole what if. It's only going to make you feel miserable. It's going to make you feel sad. And as a believer, we don't allow the shaitan to make us feel miserable or sad. So Allah is telling you, stop saying what if, because I know what if. And there is a reason why you didn't take that path. Something might seem very glamorous and very beautiful, you know, and you really want it to happen. But what if underneath all that was something evil? You'll never know because you didn't take that road. So say, Alhamdulillah, and Allah willed, and Allah made it happen, however it's happening right now. Now, that doesn't mean don't try to better your situation. Islam doesn't tell you that. No, of course not. Better your situation. You know, try to, you know, be better always. It's just whenever something happened in the past, don't dwell on the past. Don't, you know, like, don't dwell in the past. Don't just live in the past and don't make, you know, make it define your future. Just do better. Always strive. Islam doesn't tell you get lazy because, you know, things are destined sometimes. No, you know, don't get lazy. Things are always destined, it will always be destined, but it will be according to your efforts, you know, according to your making dua for Allah to make things better for you. These things help with, you know, uh, shaping our destiny. And thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.